Hello, brothers and sisters. This is the Solidarity Podcast from Teamsters Local 769. I'm Brian Besbiati, but everybody calls me Bez. We are well into 2022, and with the Florida legislature in session, we have a lot to report, as well as some stories that take a look back at some 2021 events. So let's get to it. Please rate and review our podcast on whichever platform you listen to the show, and be sure to spread the word about the podcast. All of our members need this important information. We'd love to hear your feedback and questions, so reach out to us on social media, email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org, or call our Solidarity Podcast voicemail line at 786-456-7936. Leave us a nice voicemail or ask a good question, and we may even use your audio in an upcoming episode. Let's get to the news. On December 9th, 2021, we held our annual holiday party at our Miami Hall, and this year we were joined by a very special guest, a guest familiar to all Teamsters and with a unique history with Local 769. In our next segment, you'll hear highlights from that meeting, so stay tuned. During August of 2021, Teamsters Local 769 welcomed members of the airline division to participate in a virtual and in-person Go Team training a joint venture between the IBT Health and Safety Division and the Airline Division. Because we try to keep these episodes reasonably short, check out our next episode where we will feature an interview between Chris Moore of the Airline Division and participants who attended this training. Subscribe and you won't miss it. December 2021 marked another big year for our toy drive, and brother David Renshaw joins us now to give us the results. How's it going, David? It's going well, Brian. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. I hope you had a good holiday season. Yes, I did. And you? Yes, I did. Thank you. Great. Great. So tell us a little bit about this year's toy drive. Hey, thanks, Brian. Uh, This year's, well, last year's 21-21 toy drive um, was a a phenomenal um, effort. And uh, when, when I tell you that, it was the largest toy drive that we've had. As we continue to uh, get multiple programs that we donate to, it feels like more of the membership, more of the uh, the, the executive board this year um, increased their donation. And uh, as previously mentioned, as well as our joint council, 75 uh, made a donation. And with those donations, allowed us to uh, obtain additional uh, more toys than we normally would. Right. And it, again, uh, I think one word phenomenal. It was just amazing of that because uh, we were able to not only donate to the ones that we have before, uh, but we were able to were increase uh, the amount that we could donate, but also increase and spread out and uh, uh, and have different affiliates that we donate to. Fantastic. Fantastic. Tell us a little bit more about the different organizations involved in this year's toy drive. Yeah. What we have is we have uh, what they call labor liaisons at uh, affiliated AFL CIO United ways. And these labor liaisons um, is where multiple different labor organizations utilize this one person as a point of contact 
you know, keeping it all within the brotherhood and sistershiphood, right? And uh, we have United Way of Dade County. We have United Way of West Palm Beach. Uh, the important one about uh, both of them, but more so West Palm Beach, it has a lot more uh, uh, tentacles, if you will, that goes further to locations up in Fort Pierce, um, I, I, items of there. So that part is really good. We spoke about additions. Matter of fact, you know, with all the people that help us out, Bez, this was uh, your first year at joining <laughs> us and uh, appreciate that. You uh, were able to go to a new facility called Rise to Recovery. Yes. Great facility up in West Palm. They're, they do good work. Yeah, that one we were able to uh, connect with. And uh, when we connected with them, this program helps adults to uh, recover from a uh, unfortunate drug addiction and or alcoholism. Uh, but the great thing about this program is assisted recovery and uh, also prepares him or her to, uh, uh, to get back out there to have another chance. And we're able to help that out because those individuals and adults that are going through that have children. And this is where the full circle of the toy drive, you know, it's not going to change the world, but we can put some smiles on some children faces that, you know, may not have some options for presence. Right. Right. Absolutely. We also did uh, Lotus women's shelter. Um, they are in downtown uh, Miami. We did Camilla's house in Miami. Uh, this was our second year that we did a Camilla's house in Homestead. That is, is a, is a good area. We've always done our salvation army, did our salvation army up in Stewart. Uh, this one here, brother Mike Cortez, uh, he has the lead on this one. Uh, with pleasure, Joe DiMaggio Children's Hospital. Um, mm -hmm. That one means a lot to us. We even have had some members speak at some general membership meetings of how important it is for personal reasons of that one. So, And uh, we have our TNBC teams, uh, Florida chapter of Local 769. Uh, we contributed to them as well. They have different outreach programs that they utilize within the greater Miami area. Right. Fantastic. So this year, Brian, um, we're about approximately about 11 years. Um, I couldn't be able to tell you the monetary donation, um, but I can tell you it's been uh, thousands and thousands of toys at multiple organizations. Uh, this, work, this year really worked out because of our, the way the calendar fell out. Our general membership fell earlier in the beginning of December, and that really helped us out because we could get to those locations. Uh, we've had one, two, we have seven different people, uh, seven uh, between staff and uh, business representatives of the local that actually deliver the collection of toys to the donation. So it really comes out well and uh, appreciate your help and your involvement, Bez. Anytime, anytime. Glad to be part of it. So before you know it, our holidays will be around the corner and uh, we'll be back at it to uh, see uh, for 2022. December Toy Drive. More details to follow. Thank you so much on behalf of the Teamsters Local 769 Executive Board, um, our Joint Council 75 Executive Board, and to all the membership that participated. I'd like to also bring out another one. Uh, we have folks up in some particularly northern buildings in our UPS facilities. It's becoming a, a tradition. And this tradition of coming down 
we, we then have vans and pickup trucks when the uh, bargaining unit members come in December for a general membership meeting at Christmas party. We have to have people help unload the toys. Um, that's how much it's been. So again, a great effort to all involved and it couldn't be done without every single one that does help. So thank you all very, very much and a huge positive difference we were collectively able to make and, and, and you know, for the ones in need. Absolutely, David. And on behalf of the membership, let me thank you for all your hard work on this project. Thank you much, Bez. We'll be talking soon. Yep. Stay tuned. You got it. <laughs> Thanks, David. You're welcome, Bez. Some additional news from our December general membership meeting. A fallen brother was honored at our meeting, and his family was on hand to see him memorialized. Here's President and Principal Officer Josh Zivilich recorded at the meeting. At the beginning of 2020, we lost a, a family member here, Brother Don Marr, who is a business agent and was Secretary Treasurer of Local 390 before 390 and 769 merged. And we wanted to pay Don his respects. We were able to, of course, be at his services, but we wanted to do something here for the membership and for his lovely wife, Donna, who's here in the crowd tonight. So Donna, if you would mind coming up, I just want to give you a little something. You, if you want to say something, you can, but we want to present something to you. So we had this made. It's, it's a picture of Don, a great picture of Don, with that wonderful smile he had before he would get you with some salty language if you were out of line with him, right? And it says, Don Mar, we will forever remember and will forever be grateful for your 36 years of service and advocacy on behalf of your fellow Teamster brothers and sisters. You're physically gone, but will never be forgotten. This is going to be hung in the back of our hall and will remain in, mm -hmm. in this hall for years. Thank you. All right? Mm -hmm. We miss him. Yeah. And you're always a part too. of our family. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> And finally, the Florida legislature opened up its 2022 legislative session on January 11th, and Annie Mattis will join us later in this episode during our final segment to give us a report. Stick around. We'll be right back. Hi, Teamster parents. Are you aware that Teamsters Local 769 has a scholarship fund benefiting the children of Local 769 members? Teamster parents work hard to provide for their children, and funding for a good education is a concern for all who have children nearing the end of high school. Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund is something all of the children of our members are eligible for, and all graduating seniors are eligible to apply. An application can be downloaded from our website at teamsterslocal769.org, so spread the word about the scholarship fund to all of your fellow Teamsters with children entering college this year. Teamsters Local 769 Scholarship Fund is just another example of how our local stands up for our brothers and sisters and their families. For more information, visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org solidarity or call us at 305-642-6255. Thanks. As I said earlier, our December general membership meeting was a special one. We were joined by a very special guest, and the following segment was recorded that night. Here is Teamsters Local 769 President Josh Zivilich introducing our guest. Before I introduce Brother Hoffa and allow him to say a few remarks, I just want to tell you all, you know, Mr. Hoffa actually 
one of his first campaign stops when he decided he was going to run for general president of the Teamsters in 1995 was Local 769. And we were over at uh, our old building on Northwest 7th Avenue. And I was a young business agent, and Roley was a steward and a trustee. And Mike Cortez was there. Dennis Napolitano was there. Mike Greenstein, John Birch. We, we have Robert Alfonso in the back. We were there at the beginning. And, uh, and we're proud that we've always been with you, sir. Mr. Hoffa took over the union during an extremely turbulent time. And to borrow from some, some of the speeches that I've heard you say through the years, you know, there were locals that were fighting locals, joint councils were fighting joint councils. And somehow he found a way to bridge the gap of distrust and, and at times what was dislike of each other. And for years and years, and it's now approaching 23 years, he's fought for the betterment of Teamsters, their dignity on the job, and their overall treatment. There's no questions that the finances of the union were in shambles when he took it over. And it wasn't but a very short time before, through his leadership, this was addressed under Hoffa's direction, and he held a special convention to address the financial shortfall. It was fixed, and in doing so, it also fixed our strike fund. We now have the most robust financial situation in our union's long history, and he should be commended for that. He stressed the importance of organizing throughout his tenure and through his administration, and we as a local union and as a joint council embraced it. Every member is an organizer was the slogan. We also have been extremely involved in politics under Mr. Hoffa's leadership and at every level of government. And while we didn't win every major race that we got involved in, we had some major victories and gains, certainly with the election and re-election of President Obama, and then more recently with the election of President Biden. But the Georgia runoff elections for Senate were crucial to Brother Hoffa's crown jewel piece of legislation, which is the Butch Lewis Act, and I'm sure he's going to get into some of that discussion. In my opinion, this will be your legacy, saving our multi-employer pension funds that were set to become insolvent based on your efforts and your resolve to stick to your principles and to see this legislation through was admirable, inspiring, and historic. Your accomplishments while in office are lengthy, and we could go on all night, but we wanted you to know 26 years, which we go back to 95, almost 27 years later, that we are grateful to you for your service your vision for our great union. Certainly there are times that were tough and decisions that were deemed as controversial. But I will say that one of our UPS members told me recently, when Mr. Hoffa became the president, I was making $14 an hour. I've gotten a raise every year of his administration. Now I make $40 an hour. That's strength and that's results. I want to introduce a true friend of Local 769, our brother, a man that was overwhelmingly named the General President Emeritus of the IBT at this most recent IBT convention this past July. Our General President, James P. Hoffa. Well, thank you. It's so nice to be here in 769 uh, and to see so many friends. And uh, as, as Josh said, it all started here. Uh, in 1995, we started our campaign here. We went out to UPS, we had rallies, and it was a great start. And that's where it all began, and we were so excited then. And we made promises, just like he was saying, 
we made promises about what we want to do with our union. And our union was in trouble at the time. Uh, we were broke. We were divided. We didn't have anything going on. And Josh and I and everybody else said, we got to make that better. And we reached out to everybody. And we said, this can be done. And we started it step by step. And we had to win the election first. But once we met the election, we said, now we've got to start working together to start rebuilding our fund. We didn't have any money. All the locals were broke. International was broke. We didn't have a strike fund. We didn't have a strike fund, and everybody was broke. So we got to fix that. We had a special convention where we went out and fixed the finances, not only for the local, but we got our strike fund back. And today, we've got $300 million in our strike fund. We can take on anybody. We can take on anybody. And the locals are doing well, and that's what was so important. We made promises about what we wanted to do to have contracts. They'll be the best contracts in the world, and they are. They are leading contracts in every industry that we represent. We're just so proud of what we've done, and it's all of us doing it together. The locals working with the Joint Council, and we've been able to have the vision to pull everything together, and that's been so important. And we made promises. We said we're going to make sure that we get this union going again and make sure that we take care of business. And one of the things is we had the government in our business. You know, I don't like the government anymore. It's like that story about I'm here from the government, I'm here to help. Well, what? It was time for them to go. And I got rid of the government. They're out of our affairs. Now they're gone. That's an achievement. And we also knew that we had to make sure we had and keep on to keep the promises going. And we also know that our pension funds were in trouble. And one of the biggest new things we knew that our pension funds were the heart of everything. People work hard all their life. They work hard, they play by the rules, they work every day, and in the end, after 30, 40 years on the job, they expect to get their pension. Well, guess what? That was changing. Somebody was pulling the rug out from them. They were told them they're not going to get their pension. And we even had people call the International and said, my God, my one woman called and said, my husband's going to commit suicide because he's depending on his pension. That's how serious this was. So seven years ago, we started. John Murphy and I, Vice President John Murphy, we said, we've got to fix our pension. And we started talking to politicians everywhere, started bringing rank-and-file members, to Capitol Hill to walk and talk to people, to talk to the senators, talk to the congressmen about what the plight of our pension was. And we had an act called Butch Lewis. That was our bill. And we worked very hard with Nancy Pelosi, with Chuck Schumer, and everybody else to get that passed. And we passed it twice in the House. And every time we got to the Senate, there was Mitch McConnell, and he said, no to the Teamsters, no to retirees. It's not going to happen. Well, guess what? Elections have consequences. And in November of 2020, Joe Biden got elected. I know Joe Biden. I've played golf with Joe Biden. I've known him for 30 years. And I sat down with him. I said, Joe, we got a problem. We got to fix those pensions. He said, you get me elected president, and we'll get it done. And that was a promise he made to me. And let's start going from there. So we started out, and off we go. In November, he gets elected. But the job's not done. Job's not done. We had to win two spots in Georgia. And I want you to know, from 769, this is where we did our call-in to get the vote out to make sure we won two Senate seats in Georgia, and we did it together. All of us. And 728. And all of our locals in Joint Council 75. They did a fabulous job. They said it couldn't be done. They said we couldn't win those two Senate seats. And we did it. And that was important because step 
step, step. And the next step was, now we gotta get the bill going. We gotta get the bill introduced. American Rescue Plan came up. We gotta get the American Rescue Plan. And what's gotta be in the American Rescue Plan? Butch Lewis, the plan to save our pensions. And we sat down with the president, we sat down with Biden. He said, we're gonna do it. We're gonna get in there, I got Chuck Schumer, I got Nancy Pelosi, we put it all together, and we slid it in there, and they had the vote. And now we saved our pension. $95 billion, we saved our pension. Whoa! That's what it's all about. So elections have consequences. You know, when you go out, elections have consequences. And you realize how important it is to vote and how it is to, you know, 769 to, to do the, the call-in from here and, and 728 and everybody else that put boots on the ground to make sure we won in Georgia and all those rank-and-file members that walked the halls of Congress to, so people could see in their eye, these are the people that are getting screwed out of their pension. These are the people that had made promises to and aren't getting their pension. And that had an impact because when people see the actual people, the congressmen, it means something to them. And we brought hundreds of people there, active members, retirees, so they could see the consequences of all this. The bottom line, it all happened, and we got it done. And you know what? I've been around for a long time, and we've got a lot of great things that we've done. But I will tell you this about the pension. And one of the big pensions is central states. My father, 65 years ago, James R. Hoffa, established that fund. In 1955, he established that fund. And he said, we're going to take a nickel, we're going to start, because truck drivers and people in the Teamsters should have pensions. And they didn't have pensions back then. And it turned into a billion-dollar pension fund, and it's unbelievable what it was doing. But it was in jeopardy because of deregulation, because of the gig economy, because of the crash of 2008. All those things made the pension fund go down. And we had to have it. And that's why, you know, Dad, we saved it. And I'm looking forward. I know that he's looking down and he's saying, thank God. for We saved the pension. And that meant, that meant a lot. It meant a lot to me. So, you know, I know we've got a lot of festivals going on here today, and it's it's a great opportunity for me to be here, to, to see people here as I kind of end my career, you know. And it's been the greatest career in the world because I've had a chance to meet so many wonderful Teamsters from coast to coast to talk about our dreams together, and our dreams are coming true. That's so important to all of us. So in our heart, in my heart together, I want to say thank you. Thank you for electing me five times. Thank you for having faith in what we were doing. Thank you for sharing the vision for our Teamsters Union. By God, we're the greatest union in the world. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It really was a special night and a wonderful way to end 2021, bringing Mr. Hoffa's career full circle back to where it all began in 1995. Stick around for a 2022 legislative update with Andy Mattis. Attention all Teamsters Local 769 members. Do you know that you can always have a copy of your contract in the palm of your hand? Do you know that you can have easy access to union benefits and discounts right when you need them? Do you want to have up-to-the-minute news and alerts specific to your work site and employer? Well, you're in luck. The Teamsters Local 769 smartphone app is available for download now for iOS and Android. Just download the app, register, and after your membership status is confirmed, you are immediately a more powerful union member. With a virtual ID card for contactless check-in at union events, 
and the ability to take immediate action on political issues facing our union, you'll have these and more powerful tools to protect your rights in the workplace and maximize the benefit of your membership. Go to the Apple App Store or Google Play and search Teamsters 769. Download it today and never again be caught without the power of knowing your rights. For more information and support, visit TeamstersLocal769.org slash app. So, I'm joined right now by uh, business agent Andy Mattis, who was up in Tallahassee for the recent legislative session that began on January 11th. He went up there with uh, business agent Chuck Tomey, and they spent some time with the Working Family Lobby Corps and the AFL-CIO trying to uh, beat back some anti-union legislation. So why don't you tell us a little bit about week number one? Well, you know, week number one was uh, the beginning week of a long session that'll go into the month of March. And um, it seems like it's deja vu all over again. We've seen two bills that have been filed, which is Senate Bill 1458 and House Bill 1197, which we think are two very uh, bad bills that will once again try to, you know, cripple public sector unions in the state of Florida by not allowing employers and public sector to deduct dues and also making it very hard for members to join the union. Uh, they, the bill basically lays out that folks would have to self-pay the union. They would also have to sign a card every year. And um, this is the same thing that we went through last year, which drew a lot of effort through organized labor, working families, and the AFL-CIO we were able to beat back. So we feel that um, we're well prepared from our plan from last year, there's been a budget put in place by the AFL-CIO, which the Teamsters are a part of, which is the unity table, the national unity table. Right. And there will be resources put into beating the bill back and putting pressure on various elected officials in the Senate and in the House not to vote for this bad bill that will just impact working families. And the bottom line is, it's this is just, again, the right wing coming out, Americans for Prosperity. With their legislation and their you know list of things that they want to see happen to try to cripple organized labor in the state of Florida in an election year. Yep, they've tried this exact same thing last year. They did, and they did not succeed. And we hope that will be the same thing as you know we'll have the same outcome as we did last year. Right. Any other bills of note? Yeah. Well, there is a bill, uh, the preemption bill, that I believe will really impact a lot of. This is not just aimed at unions, but this particular bill is without a doubt one of the most arcane bills I have ever seen in the 20 years I've been going to Tallahassee, which basically allows businesses to sue municipalities if they don't like the outcome of a particular vote. So if, for example, a ordinance is passed that would have an impact on an employer's bottom line of 15% or more, any citizen, not just the business itself, can file a lawsuit and block that particular legislation until it is worked out in the courts. Um, this is opening up a can of worms that you've never seen in your life because it, there'll be sure. lawsuits flying all over the place. And if you don't like the outcome of a vote, you can then sue. So imagine being able to sue if you don't like the outcome of who the president is or if you don't like the outcome of you know any particular legislation that's passed in your your city that you live in that would affect you so it's a sure. bad bill so a majority of voters pass something and then one citizen can stand up file a lawsuit and essentially overturn what 
the majority of voters in their municipality voted for. Yeah, and the direct impact it would have on teams as local 769 is, you know, we have workers who are under living wages, particularly at the Miami airport. And um, if this were to pass, there's a potential that somebody could sue and say that this living wage is costing me more than 15% and try to do away with the living wage and then revert back to paying basic federal minimum wage wages. Wow. Wow. Yeah, that's, that is arcane. Most certainly is. So what do we have to look forward to? They're, they're, you said they're in session through March? Yeah, they're in session through March. So obviously our main focus is going to be on the three things I just, well, the two issues that I just spoke of, the dues bill and the uh, preemption bill. Uh, we're also keeping track on the Florida retirement system bills. Uh, last year they filed a bill that basically would shut down the Florida retirement system and only allow people to go into the investment plan and not go into uh, you know the, the actual pension plan, right. the defined benefit plan. So we're keeping an eye on that. No bills have been filed uh, that were similar to last year on what I just described. There are a couple of bills on FRS that only deal with increases on the health care portion of the FRS for retirement. But so far, uh, nothing that's alarming, but we're keeping a close eye on it because it, anything can pop up at any time. Yeah, there's a lot of time left for... Plenty of time left. Yep. So, all right, Andy. Well, thanks for the update. Thanks for all you do and the insight into what's going on in Tallahassee. Uh, we hope we, you'll keep us posted throughout the legislative session. Will do. Appreciate you. Thank you. That'll do it for this episode. Special thanks to David Renshaw, Andy Mattis, and to everyone who contributed to the 2021 Teamsters Local 769 Toy Drive. A special shout-out to the guys up in my old building in West Palm Beach. You guys crushed it again this year. As always, Teamsters Local 769 Solidarity Podcast is produced by the officers and staff of Local 769, including Josh Zivilich, Roly Pena, and Steve Myers, with contributions by Local 769 business agents and by me, Brian Besbiati. We encourage you to visit our website at teamsterslocal769.org solidarity. There you will find show notes and additional info as well as links to our social media pages. You can also email us at podcast at teamsterslocal769.org or you can leave us a voicemail at 786-456-7936. If you leave us a message we can use, we may include your comment or answer your question in an upcoming episode. Be sure to subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or anywhere you find podcasts, and we encourage you to tell your sisters and brothers about the show as well. Our theme song, The Vendetta, was composed by Stefan Kartenberg, and additional music titled Onion Capers by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com were used in this episode, both licensed under Creative Commons Attribution License. Until next time, remember, in unity there is strength. Bye, folks. <laughs>